0: Yes, sir. I'm back. This is the Marquis No Show. I got a jam-packed show for you guys, man. The hottest sports show in Atlanta. I'm talking about the Atlanta Hawks. I'm talking about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm talking about the Atlanta Braves. (laughs) I'm talking all things sports. You dig? This is the Marquis No Show. Tune in. Yes, sir. Don't want to miss it. This is the Marquise snow show what's going on man i got a lot to talk to you guys about i know i haven't made a podcast but i'm coming back to you i'm from atlanta georgia the hottest sports show in atlanta and it's going to be the hottest sports show in the nation this is the Marquise snow show the atlanta hawks the atlanta falcons the atlanta braves well what can i say disappointment the falcons disappoint me this whole season I'm going to touch on the Falcons. But first, I want to get into the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks just got blown out last night in the garden by the New York Knicks. We're talking about the Knicks. They stink. They had the same amount of wins as we, but if you looked at that game, you would have thought the Knicks was the third seed in the East, ladies and gentlemen. The Hawks allowed the Knicks to score. 41 points in the first quarter. Are you kidding me? And Lloyd Pierce supposed to be a defensive coach? I don't know if that's because we don't have John Collins. I don't know if that's because we don't have a legit rim protector. I don't know if that's because Trey Young is a liability. But we need answers. And right now, the Atlanta Hawks are... Ladies and gentlemen, we thought this team would be fighting for at least the 6th or 7th eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. The way it's looking, we're fighting for a top three draft pick again. And yes, I understand Collins, he's been out. And yes, I understand the team is young. And yes, I understand it's Trey Young's second season. And yes, I understand, we just drafted two rookies in the top ten. One of them playing good to borderline what we expected. The other one is playing garbage. And we all know who that is. That's Cam Reddish. Ladies and gentlemen, Cam Reddish has officially entered bust conversation. Yes, I have said it. You heard it here first. This is the Marquis Snow Show. I'm going there. Yes, I'm going there. We drafted this kid 10th overall to become our starting shooting guard, at least starting somewhere in our rotation. But he's not ready. He's not ready, ladies and gentlemen. He's not ready. He's lost. Right now, Cam Reddish is lost. And it's showing. It's showing. It's showing. And his field goal percentage, we all know that is. 32%. 32%. His three-point percentage, 26%. His free throw percentage, 73%. A whopping 73 He only averaged 1.5 assists when he was supposed to be the second second ball handler next to Trey Young. That's why we drafted him so he can be a facilitator and be a playmaker. That ain't happened, ladies and gentlemen. And I and, and I, I'm, I'm nervous. For the team, he's averaging eight points, one point eight turnovers a game, and he's just playing abysmal. To be honest, to say the least, if he wasn't Cam Reddish and we didn't draft him a tenth overall pick, he would be in the G League right now, trying to find his confidence. But no, we drafted him tenth overall, so we have to play him, and he has to find his stride. Has he shown flashes? Of course. But he hasn't shown enough flashes to sit up here and have the fan base be content with Cam Reddish. But DeAndre Hunter, he's playing great. For his four years that he went to Virginia, you can tell he's way, he has a way more polished shot. He has a way more polished game. And he just looks like he's going to be a perennial 16 to 18, 16 to 20 point night score four to five boards a night, and he can play a solid defense. He can guard multiple positions. Is what we expected from DeAndre Hunter. But the Hawks as a whole, I just don't I just don't understand what am I seeing. They just got blown out by the Knicks last night. The Lakers beat him in a close game the night before. And we just don't look like we know what we're doing. And that's just, I don't want to say that's on Lloyd Pierce because he's a great coach and and his talent development is very, 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 very good in today's NBA. He He can get young players to play good. But we just don't have enough on this roster. They have to make a move sometime soon. The Atlanta Hawks, are six and twenty-two, and we don't have a legit big. Alex Lynn is soft; he doesn't go up strong. Damian Jones is average; he's a backup. He's not a starter. If Damian Jones is your starter, well, you know what that means: your team is going to the lottery. Kevin Herter been in and out of the lineup; he's been hurt, shoulder banged up shoulder the whole uh, all season. He injured it again. It's just a lot of things that we thought we had under control coming into the season. Those things are not fixed. But here's the bright side. Here's the bright side. We're getting... John Collins back in two games, ladies and gentlemen. What does that mean? That means we're going to have a legit scorer on the team that can go get 20 points with Trey. Trey Young is averaging 28-8, and folks. Career highs across the board. The kid is averaging four boards a game. What more can we expect from Trey? Trey is balling. Trey is that guy. He's the guy. So, Trey is playing great. Hunter is playing okay. Alex Lynn is playing soft. Cam Reddish is playing like a bust. DeAndre Bimbrey doesn't have a jump shot to save his life, so he's limited off, def- offensively. Defensively, he's our best guy, but his confidence is is, is his confidence is not there officially, so he doesn't bring it how he could earlier that, like he was in the beginning of the season when his offense was there. And so you just have a lot of pieces. Damian Jones is not a starter. Vince Carter shouldn't be shouldn't be getting all these minutes in our rotation. And so you just have a bunch of pieces that's just joined together right now that's just not not doing anything. We just got blown out by the Knicks. The Knicks. Who just fired their coach. Who well, actually are playing better. The 3-1 sister fired their coach. Uh, Fisdale. He's still getting paid. So, I know he don't care. <laughs> he's still getting paid. So, all you got to do is just sit in the house and still get paid. He might find one of those TV jobs. You know, they always give out the TV jobs to the, the recently coaches. So, Uh. I just don't understand the Hawks. Looks like we're headed to the lottery again, folks. (laughs) And I ain't talking about the Georgia lottery. I'm talking about the NBA lottery. Top three overall pick. (laughs) And it looks like we need a big. Or we need a score. Somebody that we thought Cam Reddish was going to be. I just don't understand. So, with that being said, I I, I want to move on from I, I want to move on from the Hawks. I'm disappointed in the Hawks. I I I don't want to talk about the Hawks. I want to talk about the Atlanta Falcons, and that's coming up next. This is the Marquis Snow Show. Yeah, this is the Marquis Snow Show. Moving on from the atrocious, abysmal Atlanta Hawks, we're gonna move on to the Atlanta Falcons. They're a whopping 5 and 9 and this week they face the Jaguars who came off an impressive win versus the Raiders to come behind win from the Raiders who I thought the Jaguars were dead in the water. Uh, they're 5 and 9 as well. ESPN is giving the Atlanta Falcons a 77% chance to win this game. It is in the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium, but the Atlanta Falcons season has been a very 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 disappointing season. I expected us to be at least fighting for the division and at least in the playoffs, uh, whether that's a wild card or that's within the division. Of course, we had a lot of we had a lot of bright spots during the season, but not enough bright spots strung together in a row to make the season a good season. For God's sake, Dan Quinn is fighting for his job. Do I think he needs his job? Do I think he needs to keep his job? Yes. I think Dan Quinn's job is safe. As long as he's not calling calling the defensive plays, I think his job is safe. He has came in, he's came in, and he's came in, and he he has, has changed our culture. He's came and changed our culture from the Mike Smith era. He brought in the brotherhood idea. And Arthur Blank loves the Brotherhood. That's our thing, the Brotherhood. Uh, if we go away from that, then what do we? We have no identity. So I think the Atlanta Falcons would suffer from an identity crisis if we fired Dan Quinn. I don't think Dan Quinn is a bad head coach per se. I just don't want him calling the plays. I don't think Dan Quinn is a bad head coach that can that can't galvanize the troops. I don't think he lost the troops. I don't think he lost his locker room. I don't think that. I think Dan Quinn can be a good to solid head coach, or overseer of the organization. But could he call the plays? No, because we all see that story. When Dan Quinn calls the plays, this is what happens. Versus the Minnesota Vikings, 12 to 28. Versus the versus the Indiana, Indianapolis Colts, 27-24. Versus the Tennessee Titans, 24-10. Versus the Texas, 53-32. Versus the Cardinals, 34-33. Versus the Rams, 37-10. Versus the Seahawks, 27-20. And after that, we he relinquished the play calling duties. Uh and we we, we started to win. Versus the Saints, we held the Saints. 26 to 9. The Panthers 29 to 3. Well, we had one mess up game versus the Bucks, 35 to 22. But as far as the whole we are 4 and 2 since Falcons let go of Dan Quinn calling the plays. That well 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 Quinn let go himself from calling the plays. It, it, it's just sad that he had to 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 it, it took him Eight games for him to realize. Oh, maybe I stay. Damn. Maybe maybe I'm not good at calling plays. Maybe it is me. And he realized that, and he and that shows growth. That shows that he's not too 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 much of himself. Like he 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 understands that. Maybe I do need to switch. To, to To light a fire under the group, or maybe I do need a switch to help the group and I feel like that that shows you he's a good head coach to to show that man i i i i i am not letting my pride get too much of me where I'm going down if I'm going down, I'm going down with me calling the players. No Dan Quinn has realized the error of his ways and he has shown growth, and I appreciate that in a head coach to hey say hey. Yeah, I was calling the plays in such and such time, and it wasn't working out, so I decided to do this, do that, to make a difference. And, hey, we got different results. I respect that. And and I, I believe Arthur Blink will give him another chance next season to show that this opportunity that he has shown is not a fluke. And I feel like the Falcon season would be very different next season. But we all say that every year. We all say the Falcon season is gonna be good every year. And guess what happens? We're five and nine at the playoffs and 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 just playing just to play. Dan Quinn needs to do something with the offensive coordinator job. I don't like Dirk Cutter. I don't think he's an upgrade. I don't think he's an upgrade over Steve Sarkeesian. I think the same problems arise. We can't really score in the red zone. We can't really start as fast as we want versus the teams that we need to start fast versus, and it's just it's just the same problems keep showing up, and I just don't think we have we have a solid offensive coordinator since Kyle Shanahan left us, uh, and, and, and well, we all see what Kyle Shanahan doing, so. With that being said, I'm not going to too, too much talk about the Falcons because, like I said, they have been playing good, and I, uh, Dan Quinn have been have, have, he has shown growth, and I'm not going to be beat him up too much. Like I said, I don't think he should be calling the plays, but I don't think necessarily he's a bad head coach for our organization. I think he has came in and he did a tremendous job removing that stench that Mike Smith have left over our organization, and I just believe that the Falcons are a player here or away, and, and, and Chris Lindstrom, our, our starting right guard, he hasn't even been playing all season. Since he's been playing, I don't think the Falcons have lost the last two games. The Falcons ha- haven't lost, and he he has been playing in the last two games, and the offense has been a offensive line has been protecting Matt Ryan tremendously well. If you look at those last two games, and we played the 49ers, the best defensive line, and Matt Ryan was uh he he was able to pick apart the, de- uh, the, the the defense all game. He had enough time to do that. And like I've always said, you give Matt Ryan some time, he will pick apart your defense. And if you give Matt Ryan a top 10 defense, we're going to the Super Bowl. And I honestly believe that. You give Matt Ryan a top 10 defense, top 15 defense, he's going to make some shake with that defense. He's going to make some shake. And so, our defense has been ter- terrible all season long, and Matt Ryan hasn't been able to, to, to have opportunities to, to pull out certain games that he probably could. And yes, Matt Ryan has been a problem in certain games, but and nobody's perfect. But like I said, the defense has been the problem all year besides the last little stretch run. They've been playing great, and we've been winning. Coincidentally, the defense turned around, and guess what? The offense has, has always been steady, but... Matt Ryan has always been said. I'll say that. But this is the Marquis Snow Show. I'm moving on from that. I'm talking about the playoffs. I'm talking about the playoffs. Who is really in the playoffs? We're talking about that coming up next. This is the Marquis Snow Show. You don't want to miss it. Yeah.